the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Kane and Dombele. Son's made a fabulous run, and it's Hummin Goal! Hummin live and direct in this semi-final to make it 2-0. Come on, you Spurs are on their way to Wembley. Tottenham's gonna do it again. They can't stop them, the boys from Tottenham, the boys from White Hart Lane. Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Spurs News podcast. 117 also being the number of goals we scored in the 2016-17 season. There's a little fact for you. I'm Matt and joining me this week, um, I've had to get in touch with his agent and thankfully his agent's uh, been really helpful. Uh, The only caveat is that his lawyer has told me that I now can't call him our old name. So I'm going to have to on, on behalf of his lawyer and his instructions, I'm now going to introduce to you, Super Sub Stefan. How are hey, you? Hey, how are we doing? I'm good, so hey, glad good. he put that in there. Oh. <laughs> there were some names. Well, I was getting thrown some names of what I was going to be introduced as. And I must be honest, I wasn't overly fond of a few of them. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, we did we did to and fro, uh, myself, Sam, and the lawyers, and uh, in the end, we sort of come to a compromise that you know this was going to be the name for you, obviously, with your with your celebrity status now. That's fine. I can do superstar. That's fine. <laughs> how you getting on, mate? I, how, how I am you? good. I'm tired. I'm tired. We're into like you know the first week of 2021, and it's already taken four months. It, it's, uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, which we, we try not to talk about politics on this on this on this podcast. It's a, try to keep it strictly football. Yep. But I don't I don't think it's it's quite difficult to avoid what's been going on in America uh, over the last twenty four hours. And it's kind of goodbye 2020, 2020 Here's crazy twenty twenty one within the first week. Everyone was like twenty twenty, <laughs> the worst year. It can't get any crazier than this. And then twenty twenty one was like, hold my beer. I'm even going to have Sissoko scoring goals, okay? Like, it's just mental this year already. I just, like, I, I feel like, because, like, surely, I mean, about sort of maybe 15 years ago, so little kind of went on in the world. That as far, like, I know this might be my mind just kind of blurring it, but it just seems like every day you can make a meme with about 100 things that goes on in the world. I mean, it's just every insane. Day. I mean, it like, really those... Those nutters that took over the capital, uh, the capital yesterday in in America, Washington. There's a brilliant one I've seen, and it says something like uh, Jamiroquai and their failed attempt at a reunion. You know, it's just brilliant. So I mean, it's just the stuff they put out there. But yeah, absolutely crazy. But from a Spurs point of view, it's not been a bad start, is it? <laughs> no, I'll take the start from this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um, obviously we'll, we'll start by talking about uh, the Brentford game. It, it's one of those ones where, and I don't know if you are the same, and this has maybe been long in the tooth as a Spurs fan, but you just you kind of had a feeling that we should be all right and we should win it, but you just <laughs> would, I would not allow myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how you feel, don't you? The more the more you feel like this is in the bag, the less you feel it's in the bag. Yeah, I mean, I was talking. I messaged you and Sam uh, quarterfinals. And I was like, I really want Brentford to beat Newcastle and then we can get them into the semis and it'd be brilliant. And then like, as I sent you guys that, they scored and I was like, it's actually going to happen. 
Oh God, we're actually going to lose to Brentford in the semi-final, aren't we? Oh God. And then we have is... And now I'm like, no, I'm still walking around singing Jazz and Dave. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, and we haven't sung that for a few years, have no. we? And and it's and it's not. It's, I don't know what you think about this because obviously, like you know, ever since we have beaten them, the thoughts are going to Wembley. But I wonder whether, and I know it's been a while since we played there, whether it would be an advantage to us because it was home for like nearly two seasons, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd like to think we've at least, if nothing else, we've got the familiarity of it all sorted out now like it yeah. shouldn't be this it is a massive occasion it's Tottenham Hotspur it is the final of a competition and it's at Wembley so in that sense in that bubble then yes it's a massive occasion and a genuine great chance at us winning a trophy mm. however the other side of it is yeah it, it's Wembley we, we played there for two seasons it, as long you know, it, it doesn't matter as much to us as it would for Man City, who don't play there very often. We know the dimensions of the pitch better. We know if that. So hopefully, it's almost like a home tie. I t- you know, I'm trying to rack my brains. There was a what was the season where we um, we lost to Man? Was it Man U in the semi-finals? And Mourinho was manager of Man United. Yep. I'm trying to think which season it was. Was it? Was it seven? It was the first season we was at Wembley. I think it might have been, if, if memory serves. Yeah, I think you're right. Because yeah, do you know what it was actually? Because I I got a ticket because I went to the game and I, I only got a ticket because I'd been to uh, uh, enough games. I built up enough points, and I'd only got my season ticket that 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 season we moved into Wembley. So it would have been that one. And even though even though we was playing at you know in inverted commas home, yeah, you know because it it was. Because of the way it was set up, you know, and it, it always is, isn't it, when you get a, a, a final or semi-final where it's literally half the stadium's one colour, half the stadium's the other colour. It kind of had a, a really different feel about it. It didn't kind of, um, although it was, you know, I'd been coming, I'd been going to that stadium all season to watch Spurs, and this, this is our home ground. It didn't feel, it felt a bit alien almost, you yeah. know, if that makes sense. No, I get you. Yeah, you're kind of seeing it the half and half instead of like majority of it just yeah. us. Yeah. It's, it's, and doesn't that just show you just how much of a dynamic the fans are and how much it's that that has been missing yeah. uh, since since the fans have been allowed in? Well, that was one thing I wanted to ask about that, actually, because they've moved the final back to April, haven't they? And yeah, the that's idea right. yeah. was to move the final right the way back so that they were able to have fans at the stadium. That's basically one of the ideas was to not congest the fixture list too much and to have a chance of getting fans in the final of the cup. Well, with everything that's happening at the moment, it's it's a possibility. I wouldn't say it's a very high possibility. And if there are fans there, it's going to be such a small amount of fans because of distancing and everything else. And I'm now like, I yeah. wonder how much of an effect that's going to have. Mm. On like, imagine playing a cup final, and empty stadium. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. That's going to be if it, if that's what it comes down to, that's going to be insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like everyone's got their different opinions, and I think the general consensus, the general opinion, is if fans are allowed in, it's going to be like what you said. It's just going to be a few thousand. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, you look at obviously we we had was it two thousand fans in at the Arsenal game? Yeah. And um, I watched, obviously watched that on television. You can hear you could hear the fans. It, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't it obviously you know 
that doesn't he say and it was nothing like having 60,000 fans in but it still felt like there was a bit of an atmosphere but that's a 60,000 seat stadium Wembley's 90,000 so if you've got like 6,000 and a 90,000 I can't imagine that's going to really no. make much difference I was, you know? yeah I was kind of yeah it was one of those things isn't it because I live near South End United's ground and I know a few people that in my local area that are big South End fans and they were like oh 2,000 fans. If we're allowed that, we've only got a 12,000 seat stadium. That's What's that normal capacity for Southend? About 2,000. I probably reckon it is, actually. And they're like, yeah, 2,000 fans in a 12,000 seat stadium. You spread them around enough. Like, they've only got one stand, which is two tiers. Everything else is single tier. So, like, if you spread 2,000 fans around that, you could, like, make it look quite good. And I'm like, yeah, but imagine trying to do that like, when they tried to do that at uh, the Tottenham Stadium. And they just used the the giant stand in the south, and I looked at it and I was like, "Wow, yeah, like, that's yeah. depressing almost." I'm like, it's fantastic yeah. that there's fans back in the ground, and at the same time they've lumped them all together in that little section. I'm like, and then like you say, yeah, imagine ninety thousand seater stadium, and like you're allowed five thousand fans each. It's just not going to be. It's not. Well, I mean, look, look for the lucky. Say, for example, let's pluck a figure out the air. Say they say 10,000, 5,000 for each side. Mm-hmm. You know, for those 5,000 on each side, lucky for them, fantastic. They're going to see a cup final. Yeah. But for how much of a difference that's going to make to the atmosphere and watching on television, it's just going to make such a little little effect. I think it's hardly going to seem worth it. No, and it's. I think it's made such a difference already when you look at the games and look at the results that we've had this season. And I think that is purely down to not having the fans there. I think yeah, it's like yeah. we're learning that a lot of teams, Liverpool at the beginning of the season, they've come out of it now. But like at the beginning of the season, how much fans do for a team? Yeah, of course. And, and do you know what? I've, I've brought this up with, with Sam on previous podcasts as yeah. well. And and I, 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 thought I am of the opinion that Mourinho has almost... Because before, like, you know, this... I've, I've always said with Mourinho, like you know, he, he adapts his game to every every team. So he'll look at a, a, the next match and he'll adapt his tactics to that match. Yeah. But even against even against Brentford, it felt like we, although I felt like we were in control of the game, we still kind of played that allowing them possession. And in in a stadium where you've got sixty thousand fans, and especially like for example Brentford, where like I said earlier, you know. We we we, uh, we kind of expect to beat them, but we're not, you know you're yeah. not going to get carried away. But you go there thinking, well, look, it's, it's, I'm not. I don't think I'm being disrespectful to Brentford by saying that we're a bigger club. Like, I, I, and I just think that's just a fact. That's not me. No, like, I, I think don't you're think right. that's being disrespectful. Look at who they've beaten. They're a good team. They would probably fit in the Premiership. If I'm honest, I think there's a few teams that they could beat in the Premiership and they'd fit in the Premiership, but they're definitely not our standard. Oh no, exactly, and that's what I mean. So you go there expecting. So, if, so if that if that stadium was was full, so if because I, I said to my said I would have been there, I would have been amongst like you know fifty eight or any Spurs fans and the odd, and a few thousand Brentford fans. That would have been a packed stadium because it's a semi final of a cup. Oh god, yeah. Could could he could he could he get away with like the tactics that he's like this kind of like because like, I appreciate look I mean there's been games you look at those tough ones we played uh, and we come out really well and then obviously yep. you know we, we've carried on that kind of and, and we've kind of struggled a little bit against teams you'd expect us to beat but I, I I feel like he's kind of almost playing like this because of the fact there's no fans and he can get away with it because he's not going to get the tension and the, and the fans on his back when 
when the opposition are having so much possession at, for, at home, you know, yeah. they're technically, well, they are playing away, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's probably games this season that you would have had booing, maybe, or at least, well, not booing, but at least like jeering at like half time yeah. and stuff if there'd been full stadiums there because of the way we've played. It's getting points, it's getting results. But yeah, I can imagine if you had 60,000 fans there, they're going to be screaming at you, attack. Just, just mm. go for it. Have a shot. Yeah. Make yeah, the sure. pass. And a lot of the time, yeah, he's playing this kind of. You have possession. You're not. I like it. Um, I like it in a sense of we've got that about us where we're like, go on, you're not going to break us down. You have mm. the ball. You ain't going to score. We're going to get you on the counter attack. And we've seen it happen. And we've seen them score. But at the same time, it really frustrates me because I'm like, I, I want to see us like attack teams. Yeah, the, um, we, I mean Brentford guys. We were talking about the Brentford game. A fantastic cross and a great early goal from Sissoko's header. And in my head, I'm like, right now we can go at them. We can go get two or three more goals. This is going to be brilliant. And then, like ten minutes later, I'm sat there going, Ah, no, I forgot. No, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. We might go get another goal because we're going to hit him on the counter. So there's there's probably another goal on the counter attack somewhere. Okay, it's fine. It's Ah, oh, come on. Come on. And I was I was messaging Sam and I was joking like, so what's the odds on an 86 minute equaliser? And it, it's a joke and it is a joke because, you know, we, we were going to win that game but there was still that little bit in me of just like, if we don't kill them off, we're going to regret this. Yeah. Well, we, it, it nearly, we nearly did regret yeah. it because it was only for the kneecap of the uh, Brentford guy, that oh, yeah. it would have been one all, and and the, and the thing is, like you, you could you could argue, okay, we scored two goals, so there's there's a potential we could have scored the second just like we did, but I guarantee that goal would have stood. Then you would have had Brentford's towels would have gone straight up. They're like, hang on a second, we've just scored, we, we, can we can do this, we can win, we can win yeah. this, you know. So I think it would have been a completely and utterly different game if that goal had stood. Potentially, very much so, yeah, and. Yeah. Again, yeah, it's one of those things. Of, would the fans have allowed that? Would the if we had a scored early like that and the fans were there, would we have gone? Okay, yeah, we got this. Don't worry about it. Or would the fans have been going like screaming at them? Come on, next one, mm. next one, let's go. Come on. Yep. I, I think the fans would have been screaming for it. Yeah, and and and, and do you know what? I mean, like, do, do you get to go to do you go to many games yourself? I, I try to. I, I went to a few, like a couple last season. I was at uh, Jose's first home game against uh, Olympiacos. Okay. I Pure accident, I was there for his first game. We had tickets well in advance. But yeah, I go to nice. a few games. I went to that one and a couple of others. But I, I was going to say, because it's not even for me, the, the the screaming and the kind of the fans hearing that. It, you, you, you get the tension, yeah. don't you? Like, you know, I've been to games before. I mean, I can... I'm just off, off, off. You know, thinking of memory, like some of the games I've been to when I can, because it's, it's becoming more and more of a distant memory yeah. now. But, like for example, new, new, uh, the Boxing Day one last season, I think it was Brighton we played, and we ended up winning, beating them two one. Yep. But they were winning, they were one nil up uh, for for a while. I think Delhi scored to equalise. But but when they were one nil up, you 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 could feel the tension, you could feel it, like you could feel, you could actually feel the fans just getting because it's just human nature, isn't it? When you're getting frustrated and you're you're at a game that you kind of almost expect to win or at least you know be performing and that's yep. not happening, you you get agitated and and I, I genuinely feel that's like a 
is something that just they, the players get. They feel like they 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 if they, if you're if you're surrounded by sixty thousand people that are getting agitated and fed up, you're going to get that vibe, oh, gosh, aren't yeah. you? You're you going to feel do. that vibe. Yeah. You know, it's it's got to be a thing, and 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 so, yeah. Whether this because it like like you say with the, with the game at Wembley, you know, even it, we're talking like late April and the potential that there's probably going to be a few fans there. So uh, also, there's not going to be, by the looks of things, for the rest of the season, a full capacity stadium. No. So whether this this works and, and plays to our advantage, obviously we're going to wait, we're going to find out at the end of the season. But I think it's going to be more of a factor than than we think, to be honest. Just the fact there's no fans in the stadium. Oh yeah, I think so. Um... Let's talk about goals. The two goals we scored last night. Um, we had Sissoko's early header, which I think shocked everyone that was a Spurs fan more than a Brentford fan. <laughs> um, it was one of those ones, isn't it? Like, Regnon's got the ball on the wing. He's whipped in this absolutely amazing cross. And my instinct's gone, ah, oh, Kane or Sonny are going to bury this. Yeah. And then I've suddenly realised it's Sissoko in the middle, and I'm like, oh, no. It was a quality a header, header, though, wasn't it? Like, what quality? Where did that come from? Like, yeah, 2020 was crazy. Sissoko, hold my yeah. beer. What is this? <laughs> He's scoring goals with his head. And it was a great header, great crossing. Um, Regulon is a player I very much like. I, I hands up, I slated him on his debut. Absolutely, I, I did slate him because... He looked like he was jumping into tackles. He was very rash. He was seemed like he was out of position. And I, you know when you sit there and you're like, oh, no. Like, there was so much excitement. And then from that game, he has just gone on and on and on. And he's yeah, putting yeah. great, like that crossing. I mean, he still had that kind of the, the rashness in his tackle. But I think that comes more from just being an excited youngster playing football than yeah, anything it's, else. Yeah, it's infused. It's enthusiasm, and and you know we we when we when we beat um, Chelsea in in this in this you know in the Carabao uh, yeah. Cup, and obviously it went to penalties. I remember when we scored the winning goal, he was like darting that, like he he's was just he's like yeah. a yeah, like he like he's fallen in love with the club straight away, and I, and I feel like he's you know it's that passion he's got. He just like he's he's fully fully in, yeah. You know what I mean, fully in. He is very much so. And, and, yeah, and sometimes that can, like you say, it can spill over to being a bit silly and being a bit rash. But he's, he's clearly got the ability. And like you say, that cross was just pinpoint. Because you, you, you look at the replay of it and Suzuko just sort of drifts in and completely leaves all the, def- the Brentford defenders just, you know, they're not even expecting yeah, it, Yeah, I can't they? tell if it was fantastic movement or even the Brentford fans are going, ah, Sissoko. Yeah, yeah, he's just leaving. Let right. him just wandering. <laughs> he's going over the roof. He's going over the. Oh crap! He scored. Yeah. Well, he's he's clearly his head's a lot better than his foot yeah. when it comes to you know being on target. Yeah. That's that's I think we can take that from that goal, can't we? Yeah. If there's anything we've learned, is put the ball on his head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put it on his head. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit reminiscent of the Bell goal, wasn't it, against uh, Brighton? I think it was early in the season. It, like he got a lot of power, yeah. didn't he, from just his kind of from his header. But yeah, it's a great goal. And then obviously, like I said earlier, we had the uh, Brentford had their goal disallowed, and literally we, by it, the you needed that. Like there was no. Yeah. It was so tight again. Like I, I generally think, like yeah, without VAR, that's a goal. Yeah. You completely. know, so we've got to be thankful sometimes yeah. for it, I guess. Well, there you go. And also, the, the, the game before, the Stoke game, Sonny scored a le- completely legitimate goal. There was no VAR. And 
you know the goal was chalked off. So it was almost like a bit of a comma for that it one. It balances out, I think they're but, saying, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, of course it does. Yeah, and and that's and and again, you know, we've you know, me and Sam have had loads of arguments about VAR and stuff, and it's frustrating when when it doesn't go to your favour. But they normally, but like you say, they normally balance themselves out. But you know, thankfully we had VAR this time. But then, yeah, like you said, Sonny scores a second goal and. Just, I don't know about you, probably they're all the millions of Spurs fans, it's just that wave of relief. You know what I mean? You know it's not over, but you know you just think, I can just sit a little bit more comfortably with two little than one yeah. yeah, it was that kind of, oh. Yeah, just a little bit of relief. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what kind of, the, the moment that for me that I just was like that's it I can go and actually go and make myself a cup of tea now and just sit back <laughs> and enjoy the rest of the game it was the, the red card that that when 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 they got the red card I was like right okay we can relax now yeah they um, <laughs> they got the red card and I had to put literally I was putting the kids to bed at that point we'd let we'd yeah. let the eldest stay up a bit later and I was like red card I was like right that's it game's finished I can now now I can go put the kids to bed it's fine I don't mind yeah. I know what did you <laughs> What did you make of the red card, mate? Because um, like it, it was one of those ones for me where, in real time, it just you didn't even see like there's anything had happened. But then you watch, when you watch it in slow motion, it looked vicious. Yeah, he's he's kind of come out. Didn't he? he came out and he tweeted his apology. It's not like me and Hoiberg being Hoiberg has turned around and gone, ah, oh, I'm a Viking. It didn't even scratch me. But when you watch oh. it in real time, you think to yourself, oh, okay, that wasn't that wasn't great. And then you watch it in slow mo and you go, oh. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's just a case of can slow mo make anything look worse than it is because of the slow motion. It's kind of like oh wow, you can really see where the studs and you're like oh yeah yeah. Well, that's why when you look at when you look at some of these old films, these like kung fu films and that, you know, the, the main scenes are in slow motion because they look worse in slow yeah. motion, doesn't they? You know, it looks bad. But you know, you, you was mentioned about his tweet. I, I, I dug it up on my phone and uh, so for anyone because I know it's obviously a lot of people have seen it but for anyone who hasn't seen the tweet yeah. so um, De Silva uh, the guy who got the red card uh, sent out a tweet obviously just after it well when he, when he got after the game and he said uh, anyone that knows me knows it was never intentional uh, will learn from this and then Hoybiers uh, retweeted it and he said of course you didn't mean it so don't worry I'm a Viking and I'm fine but you owe me a new shin pad he says, you have a great future ahead. Be strong and keep working hard. Best of luck to you and your team. Big hug, Pierre-Emil Hoybier. And I thought that was really nice. Really nice for him to do He's, that. He seems like one of these people who's like from a gentle giant. On the pitch, yeah. you do not want to mess with that bloke on the pitch. No. Off no, the pitch, no. you can imagine him giving like little old ladies hugs in the street and stuff. You know, He's one of those sort of blokes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did you see the way when he was trying to get back on when like uh, Mourinho was stopping him? Oh, no, I didn't. I must have been putting the kids away at that point. <laughs> Yeah, he was like he was trying to get back on the pitch, and like Mourinho was literally just like shoulder barging him. No, off! You get off of the pitch. Like you're not, you're being substituted. Like I want to get back on. He's like he was going to tear his head off. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now brilliant. we know really why Mourinho so, growled at him originally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So obviously now we're through to the final, and we've uh, now we know we've got Man City. Was that was that your choice, or would you prefer Man United? Uh, it's difficult. It's so difficult because either way, that's a real tough match. And if the final was like normal and next month, I'd have wanted probably, oh, I don't know, I probably would have wanted City more if it was next month than if it was at the end of the season. Mm. Because yeah. at the moment, yeah. City, they're finding their stride as they've shown against Chelsea and City. But they're still finding their stride. Whereas come April, this could be, there's a chance though, 
if we get to April and this is now the only cup left that they can win, then that's going to be a whole different kind of team. I think it's going to yeah, change the way teams look at this final a lot as well. Because I think it's going to go from, ah, it's the Carabao Cup, it's halfway through the season, we've still got Europe, we've still got the league to concentrate. If it gets to kind of like the April time when we have the final and you know City and Tottenham can't win the league now for whatever reason, someone's too far ahead of us or they've both been knocked out of Europe, for example, or something like that happens... And this is now the only silverware we can go for. Suddenly the Carabao Cup goes from being, ah, it's just the League Cup to, well, this is the trophy we're going to get this season. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I mean, you look at it as well, like Man City, they've won it the last three years in a row. So they obviously take it seriously every year. And, yeah. and, and it's of all the cups, it's probably the least important one, but it's still a major trophy. It's still, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a trophy that it's not, it's not the Audi Cup, is it? No. You know, it's a major trophy, oh, it domestic it trophy. Cup, not a problem. <laughs> We've got that exactly. on point, that cup. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm. I'm just. To be honest, for me, it's I, the way I look at it. Is you look at the, the last, the look at this season already, and like I've got a friend of mine at work, Man United fan, and I, I didn't talk to him about the football because he, he weren't. You could tell he weren't. <laughs> um, he weren't up for talking about it when I got to work, and I, and I always the reason why I don't normally mention it is I think when we have a bad game, then I can say to him, mate, I never mentioned it when you got knocked out the semi final, but I don't know if that was. <laughs> no, but anyway, yeah. Nice, so nice I, I, guy, I was no, won't work. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? But, but uh, a month ago, he was going, oh, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of the way we're playing. Now he's all smiles, like, you know, we win our game and we're top of the league. So, like, the, the season's, every month on month, the, the, seat, the, the form's changing, it, you know. So, come April, three and a half months' time, you don't know where both teams are. Man City could be struggling, we could be struggling, they could be like, they could have half a dozen injuries yeah. like we did like the end of last season. So, you never know. So, I, I just think it's, it's no point for me. I was thinking, whoever wins, wins. I'm not going to go, oh, I want Man United, I want Man City. I just think, whichever one we get, let's just see what happens. Let's see where we are in April and fingers crossed, it will fall in our favour, you know? Oh, yeah. Fingers, definitely fingers crossed on that one. Fingers crossed, um, yeah. I'll, I'll, bri- I'll briefly mention the, 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 the Leeds game as well because I know we haven't spoken, of, uh, we haven't recorded a podcast since the Leeds game. No. But um, I also, I wanted to mention it because the last few podcasts, me and Sam being downbeat, like are struggling. So let's talk about another win. <laughs> yeah, two in a year already. This is brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did I don't? Did you manage to catch the Leeds game? I did. Yes, I did get to watch this one. Yeah, it it was it was another one. I think where it it felt like we kind of on paper we should be winning it, and and he kind of controlled it, you know, and. It, it paid off that the, the tactic again. He give they they he give, they had possession and far too much possession at home you'd normally expect. But look, you know we won the game three 0 it, it was fairly controlled. Yeah, we put away our chances and you know a nice a nice tidy three points. I was happy know? with it because Leeds have been one of those teams. I mean they're down in what they were twelfth after that match. I think they end up in twelfth place in the league. Yeah, but, you know, they're level on points with Arsenal in the mid table battle. Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> But they're a team that are really giving a go to people. Like, yeah, I've really, yeah. really enjoyed having Leeds back in the Premiership. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. So much more than I had this worry. When they came up, I had this worry that they were going to be a team like Fulham were and other teams where they come up, they've done really well in the Championship, they come up to the Premiership, and then like Norwich as well. Norwich were fantastic in the Championship, 
got promoted and kind of sat at the bottom of the table of the season. And mm. I was really worried about what this Leeds team was going to do. And then they've come. They've been a breath of fresh air. They're great to watch. And to beat them 3-0, I think, was a really good result. Like, they didn't have a great match. They had a couple of errors themselves. But to beat them 3-0, can't complain about that at all. Yeah, I, I think with, with Leeds, the way Bielsa's come out, he's almost like the antithesis of um, of Sam Allardyce. Where we look, look at Sam Allardyce and he just looks at every game and he's like, right, for example, I'm gonna we're gonna play uh, Tottenham or a team like that. We're just gonna defend for our lives and hopefully catch them on the break. With Leeds, they're literally like every team that comes up. We're just gonna play you, whether it's Man United, Tottenham, or if it's if it's uh, you know Burnley. We're just gonna we're just gonna play the same. We're just gonna come out and attack. And and I, and I think it sh- it shows because I think there was a stat like the the, the four, three or four games they've played against the top six, they've conceded twenty goals. You yeah. know, in like that three or four games. So it clearly shows that when they when they are playing that way, they're going to get tanked by the by the better teams. But then they they are themselves tanking other teams. Like they beat West Brom five, yeah. didn't they? So they they just I think they're just going to go out by the looks of things. They're going to go out every game, just play the same, just attack, 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 and hope that the they, they win a, and win more than they yeah, lose. Going with the idea of we'll score more than you. Yeah, basically, yeah, going 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 all Aussie our dealies on yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. I like <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly, yeah, but yeah, it was good. It was good, and it's and it means now, obviously, with Liverpool them them draw uh, them losing their last game. Now we've got a game in hand over them. We're four points behind, so we win that game in hand, and we're right back in the mix. You know, um, I know uh, you have a very special uh, Matt stats this week. Yeah, it's um, so I, I was going to do Matt. I was going to do my Matt stats and. Uh, like my like people who listen to the podcast all the time. They know that I've been saying my boy Seb. He's just absolutely football mental at the moment. Sleeps, breathes, eats football. He, like you, this boy can not get enough. He goes to bed because there's so much. Like I say there's so much football on at the moment. He'll go to bed with his iPad next to him with all the football on while he's playing FIFA. He's just he's soaking in football wherever he can, wherever he can. You know. Yeah. So. He said to me, Dad, like, you know, because he's been listening to the podcast, sometimes I kind of select certain bits because me and Sam can occasionally swear. So <laughs> I'll make sure I vet oh, it yeah. first before he listens to it. I think we've been it. good so but, far. Um, half hour in, no swearing. Was yeah, well? we haven't sworn at all. Yeah, exactly. Part of the reason because we haven't been mentioning a certain player's name and I haven't been drinking. Yeah. But, you know, apart from that... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he, he asked me if he, could, if he could do the stats this week. And so I was trying to think, Sebi doesn't really go with anything, does it? There's nothing like, you know, Matt's stat sort of goes really nicely. So I said, look, just record something. So he actually called it, he called it Sebi's Facts You Might Not Know. So it's a bit more long-winded than, than, than Matt's stats. But I like it, though. The, these are, yeah, these are Sebi's Facts You Might Not Know. Welcome to Sebi's Facts You Might Not Know. Sonny's old team was Leverkusen. If we sign a player called Lane, on the bench he'll be White Hart Lane. Vinicius' celebration was copied from a famous footballer called Mbappe. Brentford haven't got in the semi-finals before, but the only time they got in the semi-finals was against us. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So hopefully there might be one or two in there that that people didn't know that you've been informed with now. <laughs> Perfect. Bless him. What a legend. Bless him. What a legend! What a legend! Right, so before before we recorded, I asked um, on Facebook and lovely Laura asked on Instagram for any questions, and we've got we've got some. So do you want to dive straight into them? Yes, mate. Let's let's jump straight in. Now it's time for your comments. 
bring them up. Here we go. I'm doing the same right, now. So, I'm like, oh, quick. <laughs> so on the uh, Facebook page, we got a couple of questions. Uh, first one is from Ryan Miller. So he's saying, if Lloris was to leave Spurs for PSG, who would you, who would be your realistic choice to replace him in goal? I think is it Anana from Ajax? Is that how you pronounce Ajax, it? Ajax. Yeah, Anana's a good shout. Yeah, Anana uh, would be a great long-term successor. Now, I, I've got to be honest. I I don't follow uh, Dutch football. The only kind of experience I've got with him is um, obviously when, when when we played him, you know, <laughs> and uh, such a glorious game that was the second one. But I've sort of had a little look into um, like sort of look, looked into him and looked into his career, and he has been courted by a lot of big European teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, looking at stats, I mean, the in the Champions League last season, he he ranked first for goals prevented, uh, which was five point two seven, and also at the highest save percentage, eighty two, at the competition stopper. So he was basically one of the best goalkeepers in the, in the in the Champions League you know which not is bad. really not bad going not is it you know so he's, he's, he's not yeah. he's no mugging goal is he no. you know what would you I think I don't know I mean I, a, a I don't really want to see the East go I know he's coming to the sort of autumn winter of his career but you I don't think he'd be Potts a bad shot being at PSG I can kind of almost see it happening though do you think? Do you think he? Do you think he'll go? I, I could imagine if Poch was to. I mean, the money that PSG have got, and the fact of going back home to France and stuff. I do wonder if there's a possible lure there, now that Poch is there and knows him and stuff. But I hope we get another couple of seasons out of him at Spurs. Yeah, I mean, what is he now? He's like he's thirty thirty four now, isn't he? So yeah, he's definitely in his thirties. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 always been. Um, I mean, he's always been one of the, the best goalkeepers. I mean, like, look, you know, he's the guy's a World Cup winner. You know, he's he's, a fantastic he's always going to be goalkeeper. completely up there. You know, and his shot stopping. I've always, if I was going to be super critical of anything, I, I, the one thing I think I've is is always sort of disappointed me is possibly his distribution has never been. I don't think yeah. his distribution has ever been world class, but his shot stopping is for me. It's always been world class, you know. Yeah, he makes the odd mistake, but then every goalkeeper does. I think every player does, but being a goalkeeper, you kind of highlighted more on your mistakes, didn't you? But yeah, yeah. As a long-term replacement, oh, I mean, personally, I would love to see us go to United and get Dean Henderson and be like, okay, mate, here's your number one shirt that you're after. If you if yeah. you guys gone. Dean Henderson, be our number one goalkeeper. Off you go, kid. Yeah, he's well, a it, it, very, very yeah. talented young lad. Yeah, yeah. And um, failing that, Pope actually. Oh I yeah, really that's not like a bad Pope. shout, you know. It's not a bad shout. And in Football Manager, it's normally uh, Jordan Pickford for me that takes over from Hugo and <laughs> goal. Um, <laughs> but that's Football Manager, and not real. But yeah, I think Pope. I think Pope <laughs> would be a good option. Yeah, I mean, do you know, talking about talking about distribution, actually, did you uh, that like that goalkeeper there yesterday? The uh, Brentford goalkeeper, mm-hmm. his distribution was mental. Like, 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 he's actually fantastic. You know, like, he's obviously his shot stopping wasn't wasn't as, as good. You know, but <laughs> good distribution, like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I um, I, I don't know. I, let's let's see with with, with Larice. Like, you know, I, maybe it's what he's been at the club for a long, long time. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I'd I'd be gutted. It's a bit, bit be a bit like seeing for Tongan go. I mean, I know probably for like still not goalkeepers they can last I'm a bit still longer. Not over that. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be gutted, but you kind of almost don't want to. De- I don't know. You just, did you, I don't really want to. I don't want to deny, like you know, deny it if he wants to go home and he's coming to the autumn of his career. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. We, I'll be, I'll be gutted, but but not as gutted as 
one some of the big players like I've said this before like you know yeah. if, if if you ever see Kane or like some of those like, or Sonny I mean because obviously there's all those stupid rumours coming out about him going to Real Madrid do you know what I mean oh, but Sonny's they're the kind of players Madrid and Kane's oh. off to Man City apparently yeah, yeah. load of rubbish yeah I think, yeah, no, I know I've heard Sam say it before on the podcast, but really, dude, this year as much as any, January transfer market, just just don't believe anything unless it comes out of the club or this yeah. podcast. Yeah, completely. Yeah, agree with you, mate. Agree like, with you. There's just so much like, oh, we can send anyone to anyone. Like, Deli Ali's going to PSG, and we're about to sign Sergio Ramos because he still gets on with Jose Mourinho. And <laughs> no, just just don't believe any of it until the club actually say it. Yeah, completely, completely agree, completely agree. Right, the the, uh, the second one we've got here is from our friend Alpesh. We, uh, I haven't heard of him for a while, actually. And 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 listeners will be disappointed to know as well that there's no team enrichment mention in the, oh. uh, in, the in the in the comment, which is a little bit a little bit of a signal. But anyway, uh, so um, Sam and Matt, and uh, sorry, mate, you didn't get a mention, yep. but uh, you know it's it's only the the non celebrities that get mentioned on the podcast. Oh, he didn't know I was coming on. It was a last minute substitution. No. It's fine. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, it's super sub now, isn't it? Not exactly. use the old old exactly. term. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. um, good afternoon. Happy New Ghost Year. I don't know why. I don't know if that word has randomly appeared or. Anyway. I'm looking at my phone trying to work out what ghosts could be a correction for. Yeah, new ghost year. Anyway, after getting into the uh, Cara Cup final, do you think the team mentality will be to take it easy in the cup competitions as we have this final in our back pocket, even though we haven't won it? I know Jose won't stand for it, but we as Spurs have the tendency to do this. I would like the team to push full steam ahead on all fronts in the FA Cup, Europa and the Premier League for the Champions League qualification. I think also the January transfers will or may path our outcomes. What do you make of that? I hope not. I really hope that we kind of kick on and we go to a case of, well, let's win as many trophies as we can and get to as many finals as we can instead of just, oh, we've got a final under our belt, we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah it's it's difficult because like like you say it, the fact that the the finals in April it's at the end of April as well which obviously is is a lot later than it normally is so I don't know I don't know if it would have I don't know if it would affect their mentality I I, I don't I don't like I think like Alpes says Jose won't allow it will he I just don't think he'll allow it no I really hope not and I say no I don't I just don't think he will allow it no I, I really don't. It, Mourinho is I've said this before and the reason Mourinho is so good for Spurs at the moment is because Mourinho does not care what club he's at Mourinho cares about the Jose brand so to speak yeah completely the Jose brand is I'm one of the best managers in the world I win trophies wherever I go Mm. he could be at Chelsea and Real Madrid into Milan winning big titles I reckon he could probably go to West Brom and he would still demand Silverware. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's one of those managers. So I don't think he, he would ever allow us to then be in the mentality of, it's only January. We've got, what, five months left of the season? Yeah, of course. Can you imagine yeah. this whole, ah, don't worry, lads. We've got a final coming up. Yeah. No, yeah. I hope not. I think the thing is as well, you look at some of the players we've got. I mean, Kane will always be the one that springs to mind immediately. Like, you know, Kane's not going to, Kane, I don't think, has the mentality of, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with a League Cup. Like, you know, you can see Kane's desperate to win big trophies yeah. with us. 
But then you look at some of the other players he's brought in, like Hoybier, for example, I know we've talked about him earlier. And I don't think these kind of players would have that mentality anyway, you know. Like they've come, like Hoybier especially, he, you know, he's come to Spurs, he's given up being the captain of a, a very good Premier League team yeah. because he wants to step in, he wants to work under Mourinho and, he, and I think he wants to he wants to win big things. So, like, you know, and again, this is no, I don't mean this is a disrespectful thing, but, you know, at Southampton, it could be, a, the League Cup could be something that, I mean, a, Way they're playing, one about the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Stranger things have happened, but they're, they're like a League Cup would be sort of what they'd be looking to attain, like, look to get, and they'd be they'd be happy with that. And I'm not saying that we're, we're trophy laden, and you know, oh, you know, it's only a League Cup, but I, I, you'd hope to think that the, the players we've got at the club would would be happy with a League Cup, but they want more than that. It's, it's not it's not the you know they're not going to just settle for that. You know? Yeah, I really hope not. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So uh, we've got we've got some questions uh, on Instagram as well. Uh, first one is from Alfie Johnson 07. Yep. And, and he said, "I'd like to hear some stuff about Deli Alley and Scrinia." <laughs> That's it. Very <laughs> demanding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Deli Alley. He is a English midfield footballer. Uh, he has represented England numerous times. Scored a few goals. Uh, probably best known for a goal against Crystal Palace and doing a celebration with his hand over his eye that caused like the entire world oh, yeah, to try and distort like their wrists. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I only remember that because the other day I was playing FIFA and for some reason one of his goal celebrations is he still does that thing. No way, that's so cool. It, it's, it's last year's <laughs> FIFA to be fair, it's not this year, I haven't okay. got this year's yet. But he still does the hand, the hand thing. I was like, oh my God, I remember trying to break my wrist yeah. trying to do that yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Deli Alley. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm stuck with Deli. I'm, I have a real affection for him. He joined us as a real young lad. I really enjoy watching Deli play. He's not been good for about a season. Maybe slightly more. He's been good, but he's not been his standard. Mm. Um... When he has played recently for us, I think he's looked hungry. Like, he's wanted to show himself up. He looked good, I think. And then Mourinho comes out and kind of slates him as the reason that we conceded a goal. Um, Completely ignoring the fact that it went back to their goalkeeper and through our entire team after he lost possession. So, I don't know if it's just a case of Deli and Mourinho are not working and Mourinho does seem to have a player at every team um, that he clashes with. Luke Shaw and Pogba at United, Casillas at Real Madrid. I'm hoping Delhi's not just that person because we thought it was Ndombele last season. Mm. Um, I think if he can get a loan move out to a decent team for the rest of the season just to bring his confidence up. He looks so devoid of confidence. I wouldn't say no to a loan deal. If he's not going to get in the squads and play matches for us this season, let the kid go on loan, get some match time, get some confidence back and give him the chance to show again next season. What about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I think, like you say, uh, we've got got a lot of sentiment for Delhi, haven't we? Because... You know, like you say, he came, he came to Spurs as an 18-year-old, just hit the ground absolutely running. There was no settling in. This this guy was like a Premier League football player from day one. You know, he, he he's come from like MK Dons, I think we were in League One at the at the time. Yeah. 18 years old, 
Bosh, there you go. Premier League football player straight away. Like a bit like Rooney. You know, Rooney was like that, wasn't he? Yeah. At Everton, seventeen years old, just just got it. Just ha- absolutely has it. You know. So so clearly with Delhi, he's got. He, I wouldn't obviously I wouldn't put him in that kind of you know the the, the bubble of Maradona, De, um, George Best, that you know hot, um, uh, Gaza, the way they're just born with a football on their foot, you know. But he's clearly he's clearly one of these players that unlike Harry Kane who's kind of worked because you know Harry Kane as a 17 and 18 year old was just a disaster you know but he's worked so, worked yeah, to we become the world class off on loan to like late Northern yeah. and all over the place yeah but he's obviously now a world class player whereas with Delhi he's, he's just naturally that, that kind of you know he's, a, he's a just naturally brilliant player you know but so it, it clearly is it, it's something in his mind it's his it's, it's mentality that, that's, that's, that seems to be the problem at the moment I'm, and I'm whether hearing a lot of rumours about this whole e-gamer esports sort of stuff that Delhi's apparently yeah. really wants to get involved with becoming a professional esporter. So yeah, it, it it just it just see it's a it's one of those I know it's a real cliche, but that that kind of youth is wasted on the young. It's 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 so frustrating because he's got it's so much there for him. You know, if he if he was to and I, and I I don't know the ins and outs and I don't yeah. know what's going on. You know, but for, from the outside looking in. Uh, I don't know whether you know whether it's like you say Mourinho's fallen out of him. Mourinho's just playing mind games to get him out of this out of this kind of where he is at the moment. But there's clearly a, 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 an amazing player in there that we've seen. Like you know some like some of the goals he scored. Like you mentioned the Palace goal. Like I can remember like some of the like the goal he scored against Everton, which come out like I think it was Dyer that caught, that passed it over, Toby, over his shoulder. Bosh, the first Toby, time. Toby, it just looks so. It it makes it look so. He's one of those players that makes it look easy. So yeah. so he's got he's got it. But whether it's just the application that's not there, and whether Mourinho can can see that, and he's 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 trying to bring it out of him with his mind games or, or whatever, you know. But I I would just love to have that old Delhi back. I think he, like having the old Delhi would yeah. would be such an asset to, to to the team to the squad. Whether whether that's ever going to come back, whether it's just gone forever. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, but I, I, it's, it'd be, it'd be, a, it'd be a, a sickener if, if, it, if he ends up going and, and you know that's our lot. We've lost him, you know, because yeah, we, we've had, we've had so much from him. We, you know, we've, we've got so much from him and, and so many like highlights. That guy's brought, brought us so many highlights, hasn't he? Yeah, that's why I'm hoping maybe a loan deal just to the end of the season, get him back on track, bring him back and kind yeah. of see how he goes. Uh, the other person I mentioned was that Scrinier. I know Scrinier, we were yeah. after him a lot in the summer I've not heard much mentioned about him January yet um, so yeah I can't really say much on that one we might go I've been told there's rumours that we are going for a big defender like a big deal for a defender whether that means a big named player or just a 6 foot 7 lump of a defender I don't know do, do you know what I've got, I've got a yeah it's, I, we'll see I mean I've got a quote from him and this was from the uh, official Inter website so it's it's a, it's a, it's a proper quote it says yeah. I always wanted to stay here he said I'm happy to be performing more consistently now I'm more used to the style of football here uh, but I don't think it was too bad last year the team is growing game by game and everyone is doing better and better so by the sounds of things it doesn't I don't sound like he's edging for a move no no and, and also as well you know, we we bought and and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that he's the finished article, and you know we don't need anyone else. But for me, Rodon, he impressed. Uh, was it the Chelsea game? He, he yeah. Played? Have your yeah. De- debut. Here you go, mate. Enjoy. 
yeah, he impressed. He really impressed me. And, and I almost feel like we've got there. Not, not like I said, I'm not trying to suggest a ready-made centre-back. I'm not saying that's it now. We don't have got to worry. But I, I think we're, we're in good hands with him, with yeah. him being at the club. I think, I think he's another centre-back. Yeah, I, I, I said I mentioned it at the time after the game when I was talking to Sam on the podcast about it, and I I, I think he's he's just he's, he's for me he, feel, he feels almost like a, in a John Terry mould, you know he's he's very much he, he doesn't mind putting his head on the line, he seems an intelligent football. I think he's going to be really big for us, uh, Rodon. I've got a really big a good feeling, and and when he went, you could tell that we got him for an absolute steal. Yeah, and. There was quotes, wasn't there, from the from the guys that were in charge at uh, Swansea at the time that you know, which you just suppose just got him for a, for a, you know ridiculously cheap price here. Yeah, he should have gone for like two or three times at least. So I think in him we've got a, a very very good centre back as well. So do we do we need to be in the market for another one? I don't, I don't know. I don't right I don't now. think we do. No. Yeah. No, I don't think we do. Um, this comment from Jake Bennett, seventeen. Uh, I'd like to know who your who your favourite player to have ever played for us. Mine is one who has played for us very recently, Musa Dembele. Love the guy. Thought he was such a great player for us. Loved the way he played, and after he left a lot of after he left, a lot of people realised how important he was. Uh, and on and honours mentions for the King, Defoe, Keane, Teddy, and not going to lie, loved Benny Asarikotu and Crankshaw. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say they were my best ever players, but they were. I, I, Akoto, just for his nuttiness. You he know, was mental. And I loved him. <laughs> and I mean, I know, I, I know I've mentioned it before, but that picture on, on uh, social media of him with a homeless guy, I mean, that just summed the guy up, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> guy was mental. <laughs> yeah, just like some random homeless man. He's just like, take a selfie with me with him. That'd be funny. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> he scored a couple of absolute belters as well, and then did yeah, like did, nothing yeah. for a season. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, he was a bit like that. And he did he even say, I remember, I'm sure there was a quote once where he said, I don't even like football. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like football. It's just me job. How many people really like a job? It's <laughs> just like... Right, okay, Because right. I, I, I always talk about players like Sonny and, and Defoe, who, who I guarantee would have played a football for nothing. They would have easily played it for free. Yeah. Obviously, Asura Cotter was the complete opposite yep. end of the spectrum for that. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Sonny, you, Sonny would turn around and go, "What's the minimum wage?" Yep, I'll take it. I'll take I'll it. Football. Yeah. Asuakoto yeah. was like, "Give me another ten grand." Why? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't like football. I don't like football. It's brilliant. At least, I mean, there's, there's some there's something to be said for his honesty, but yeah. it's still like you know, you'd rather have players playing that actually love the game. You'd you like, like to think so, yeah. Bless him. <laughs> go on. Who is your favorite? Not best ever player, but who's your favorite? Oh no, wait. Who is your favorite ever player? He says, "Yeah, go on. Who's your favorite yeah. ever player?" Well, to to be honest, I mean, I've put, I've probably, I've been asked, I think we've been asked yeah. the question maybe half a dozen times. So I apologise to people who've heard this answer loads of times. But for, for the sake, for the benefit of Jake, uh, it, it's Hoddle for me. You know, it's, it's it's because growing up watching him as a boy, just yeah, like he like he is the reason, more or less. He is the reason why I fell in love with Spurs. Yeah, because just was he was just such an amazing player and like I've always said like I had a picture of him above my, my bed on the wall and just used to idolise him yeah like, idolise him and and it just I, I, and now I see it in Seb the way he idolises Spurs and and he's obsessed with football football Hoddle was for me in, in that area that that's he's the one who got me obsessed like like my boy's obsessed now nice how about you Teddy Sheng Teddy 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 Followed by Pavlichenko. Uh, I don't even know why. Like, I don't even know why 
I adore Pavlichenko the way I do. I don't understand. It's like <laughs> Helder Postiga. Helder Postiga for me. I bloody love that bloke. Why did you, why did you love him? What's, what's no idea. Just... He was the there first was no... person I ever had as a name on the back of a shirt. Okay. So I had quite a few Spurs kits. And that season was the first season that I got bought a football kit for my birthday with a name on the back of it. And it was number eight okay. Postiga. <laughs> and then about a week later, he scored the goal that knocked England out of the Euros and we sold him. Yeah, and I had the right. entire season of a shirt with a player who didn't play for us on the back of it. <laughs> but for to some be fair, reason, loved the bloke. Absolutely loved him, yeah. Loved him. Yeah. Well, it's fair enough. I'm like, it's fair enough reason. I'm like, talking about walking about with a name on your backy shirt that's not played for us. I made the mistake of getting a Spurs shirt with Delhi on the back when the season started. Similar thing, I think. <laughs> I think he's played three times in 16 games or something. Yeah. Oh, Golden Benny. It's mental, yeah. isn't it? it was, I know yeah. someone, just to say about the shirts quickly, uh, I used to work in a pub. And a guy came in the season we sold Bale, and about it was probably about three or four days before we sold him, and he's walked into the pub all proud because he's got his brand new Spurs kit on with number eleven Bale on the back, <laughs> and everyone's looking at him going, "Why have you done it? He ain't gonna yeah. leave. He ain't that money. They're they're talking silly money. No one's gonna actually pay like that much money for a Spurs player like Bale's good but he's not worth that much he ain't, it's not going to happen it's, I've got his shirt because it's not going to happen a week later so where's your shirt oh, I returned it I've got another name instead who I'm not saying yeah, in case yeah. you sell him <laughs> I went to I went to there's a Spurs shop um, near, where I, near where I live and um it's only, I think it's only a recent thing, but they 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 print shirts. Yep. But they had like a, they were selling the shirts with names on the. Was, I think they were about like fiver, and they were home shirts, but they'd obviously they were returns. Oh okay. And I was like, I was like, maybe I could just get away with having John thirty five on the back of my shirt, just so, <laughs> just so I got the home special, you know? There was there it was crossing my mind, like should I just do that? Yeah. You never know. It's, people just call me John. <laughs> I'm John, I'm 35, what's your point? Yeah. yeah, exactly, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's so cheap, like, and it's like, you know, I, I went in there uh, to get, uh, for, for Seb's Christmas presents, and, uh, you know, he got the home shirt, and the training gear, and the scarf, oh, nice. I didn't get any change out of 200 quid, mate, 200 quid, oh, yeah. you know, so, to get a home shirt for like five hundred, do you know what I mean? I might put all just having John on the back, but even I was tempted, but I'm like, no, just, See, just put it through the washing machine and tumble dryer a couple of times. It'll yeah, peel exactly. off anyway. It's fine. I was, do you know what? I was thinking that maybe I'll just get it off you know, somehow. Do you know what I, mean? I got the Spurs kit for Christmas, shorts and the home kit. So the shorts and the shirt for the home kit. And yeah, my partner was like, I never understood the price yeah, of a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. Yeah, I know. Oh, you didn't get me a name on the back of it. It's an extra thirty bloody quid for your name because it's so <laughs> it's long. Right. Oh, it's well, eye how much it costs. <laughs> yeah. I wore it. I, I go in there and I go, look, I'm a season ticket holder. Do I get any discount now, mate? <laughs> please, no, please, like you know, I, I, I pay over a thousand pounds this blooming club just to watch them. Surely you can give me a couple yeah. of quid and off. And I've this. not been able to do it this season. Give me a kit for free. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not interested. No. It's like someone said. I remember last time when he went, if I had a pound for every time someone come in and said I've got a season ticket or membership, can I have a discount? I was like. I thought I might as well ask. Could you? Yeah, if he had a pound for it every time, he might be able to afford his own kit. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll remember that next time. <laughs> I'll say that to you next yeah. time. <laughs> right, the last the last comment we got is um, uh, from D uh, D Elliot 5 They've always got numbers on the back of their. Um, it's like yeah, their shirt numbers, numbers, isn't it? It's almost like their shirt number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's definitely an Instagram thing, isn't it? Uh, what's miss? What's missing to make us title challengers? Is it the quality of players we have? Is there one particular position we're weak in? Is it squad depth? Wrong manager? I'm only asking because I've been thinking and can't figure it out. Well, I'm glad you've been thinking, Delia. I, I, I would say that he's saying why, why, why we what's missing to make us title challengers. I think we are title challengers, aren't we? I think, I think personally, I, I yeah. Like, you look at the squad that we've had probably for the last four or five seasons now. If that is not a title challengers squad, then I don't know what is. We got to a Champions League final. We finished in the top four for however many seasons in a row. Up there with the guys. I mean, last season, the only people that were title challengers were Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, really? So I think, yeah, I think we are title challengers. Person, I think so. I, I, I kind of like. I, I probably see probably where he's coming from to from the point of view of like you know the disappointing results we've had pre Leeds. I guess you know it's it's disappointing because it was like was it two points out of twelve, two points out of four games. So it's it's disappointing, and you know we we win three of those four and we're top you know, top of the league easily. We we yeah. don't concede that goal against Newcastle. We don't concede those three goals against West Ham. We, we, we're flying top of the league, aren't we? Like, you know, we're looking down at everyone, including Liverpool. Yep. So I get I get that. And I I, I, I always, for me, I always, and I think people underestimate uh, when they say something. Like, I'd even suggest on, on the Spurs news page or on anything, I think they underestimate the negativity, They they how much the negativity they put on there can sometimes even feed to the players. Now I've, I've said this before, but there was an article with of Eric Dyer. Uh, Eric Dyer had given this interview, and he was saying how he's sick of that word Spursy. Now I only see that word, and he was he would have only seen that word on social media, you know, and things like that. So, yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I don't. I'm not for suggesting that Mourinho goes through the Spurs news uh, Facebook page and goes through the comments and all this, the the football players are going through them. But there is exposure there. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I do. I do think this exposure, and and it, and it frustrates me sometimes, and and, I, and I, it's almost like this vicious circle. Like you know, we have a couple of disappointing results on social media. We're laugh, a laughing stock. This is ridiculous. We're a joke. Like, I love you know, that saying. Uh, oh, we we're a laughing stock. We're yeah, laughing stock. My favourite one. Yeah. How, how did we ever? How did we ever think we was ever going to get anywhere near that? How did we ever even? How did anyone even think we were going to win the league? And and I appreciate that most of these comments are made post-game and when you're angry and you're pissed off and you know you haven't had time to reflect I understand that yeah. but I feel I feel like we're caught in this vicious circle of, of it you know it's just we're just this self-inflicting negativity and misery and it's like we're never going to win anything and then we don't win anything there that proved we're not going to win anything but maybe if you didn't say that then maybe you know maybe the oh, I don't, I don't know I, more I, like Liverpool fans where at the start of every season they go this is the year yeah this is I, the I, year I just, we're going to win everything and at the end of the season go Ah, next year. That's the year we're gonna win everything. Yeah. If we could do that instead, we'd be laughing. It, it, I just, I just, I, I, I genuinely like. You know, I don't want to sound all hippie and like, oh, the power, the power of mother mind, man. But <laughs> I, 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 I just feel like that. The, the, it, it's almost like we just we've got this this thing, like you know, and and you know, oh, I, I read like obviously being on on the page, I, I read the comments, and it's it's frustrating, and and Sam. 
Sam actually highlighted something the other. I can't remember what game it was. Uh, I can't remember who, who we lost to. Or it might have been a the Wolves draw, something where there was goal goal scored and goal conceded, and and in the goal score there was something like twenty five comments. Goal conceded, three hundred eighty comments. Oh, you know, yeah, everyone loves it. Just negative. seems, yeah, it, it's so frustrating. It really is frustrating, and and so I don't. Well, I, feel I, I that's wonder how more much. Just like a, a human thing as well, though, than a Spurs thing. Yeah, no, I, but yeah. I get that. Why well, celebrate you know, something I get that good too. when you can moan about something bad? I mean, yeah, yeah. It frustrates no, of course, the hell but, out of me. That does. I just feel like it's it's a mentality thing that if we can shake off as fans and possibly get it towards the the, the team, the squad, we've we've had the ability there for year, for years to, to to win things. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just it's it's almost like something needs to be unlocked, you know. And I, I don't know what it is, but I think I, I just if, if it can be unlocked at any point soon, then I think we'd be flying. Yeah. You know, we've been. I, I don't know. I mean, I if I you know. want a bit of positivity, just remember one thing. Okay. We once Go won on. a cup with players like Hutton, Chimbonda <laughs> on the starting lineup, and Sirini, the goalkeeper on the bench. If those guys can win us a cup, we are almost guaranteed to win at least one bit of silverware this season. I like it. That is that is some positive thinking right there. That really is. I, I went back. I know we've got to wrap up in a second, but like I went back and just looked at that starting lineup from the game that we beat Chelsea. And, you know, you look at a lineup of a team and you look at that and you look at the players and you're like, okay. And, and this team, these guys, these guys are destined to win something, surely. Like, the team we have now is surely, to, they've got to win something this season. Like, we have upgraded a lot back from then. So now is the time. Now is the time to be positive. And like, it, you know, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's so like it, I, I think I probably mentioned this before, but I've you know I've got into my running the last few few months, and I've realised that with running, it's probably like thirty percent, maybe maybe thirty five, forty percent of your physical physical strength and yep. your fitness, but vast majority for the vast majority of it is is psychological. Yeah, like you know, I I, I managed to run a half a marathon in November, and honestly, the last three or four miles. I just wanted to stop. I was like, I'm, I'm exhausted. You know, my, my legs are killing me. I want to stop. But, and, and I just was, I had to almost beat my mind, you know, like I had to overcome my own thoughts. Yep. And, 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 and I think it's the same with this. It, it, it's, it's, it's psychological. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that, you know, uh, you look at a team in the, in the, in a, in league two, and if they were to play a, a premier league team, if, if they're, if their mind's in the right place, they'll beat them. I appreciate that there is skill and there's ability and that's a, that's an important part. But, I think psycholog- the psychological part is so important. It's, it's to convince you almost got to convince yourself we can do this, yeah. you know. And, and like you said, like you know, you look at the, the teams that have the squads that have won us trophies and you know the, the two league cups. They, these were these were teams on paper that should have been anywhere near picking up a trophy, yeah. but they did, you know. Yeah, and we've now got players like Joe Hart who is who has won trophies. We've got a manager in Mourinho. Who has won trophies? Our captain is a World Cup winner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That mentality shift has got to be there. Yeah, completely, completely. But listen, I'm glad we I'm glad we finished on a positive. Yeah, exactly. It's a, yeah, exactly. And and we're we're feeling positive. Two wins in the year. We're we're, we're back loving Spurs again. Exactly. We're back and our next game is against a non-league team. So I'm reckoning oh, five Jesus nil. Christ. 
Oh God, mate, you said it. <laughs> Fine, I'm not going there. I'm, I'm not even going there, mate. No. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you to look to, to rest on your sword. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Okay. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks, thanks for joining us, and uh, you take care of yourself, mate. You too. See you later. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News.